goes right along with our message tonight, talking about and encouraging you that you need to sing. You need to sing, and I need to sing because of what God has given us. You know, it's interesting that uh, Luke chapter 10, the Lord uh, talking to his disciples about the great benefits and blessings that they were able to see as uh, being in the presence of the Lord, uh, accepting the Lord as their Lord and Master and Savior. He says here in uh, Luke 10, verse 23 and 24, he says, He turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. You know, we're blessed as a people. To be born in a time when we have a copy of the Bible in our lap, to be born at a time when we can study the Bible, be born at a time that we have access to all kinds of uh, study materials on the Bible, and uh, to realize what we have in Christ can be reinforced by the study of the Word of God and giving us great reason to praise the Lord. Uh, look with me in Psalm 98, 1 through 3, and we're going to look at some psalms and a couple other passages tonight that encourages us to sing praises to our God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be together tonight. We thank you for the good song that we just heard about uh, your faithfulness. And Lord, you are so good. Help us, Lord, to uh, praise you for your goodness and your wonderful works to us, Lord. You are so good to us. Help us to realize that, not take it for granted, but that we would, through the help of the Scripture, lift our voices to you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Psalm 98, verses 1 through 3, is an encouragement to sing and to praise the Lord. And it says here in Psalm 98, 1, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Verse number one encourages us to sing unto the Lord. And it's a, an amazing thing to think about what God has done for you. Uh, in this one verse, uh, it is detailing for us some of the marvelous things that God has done for us to help us to think about those marvelous things. He wants us to ponder what he's done for us and then sing praises to his name because he's so good to us. And uh, Psalm 98.1 is a wonderful passage of scripture that uh, I have um, a number of commentaries that I look at. And one of them is um, a commentary from Gill's Exposition of the Bible. And uh, Gill was a, John Gill was the pastor, the, he was an early pastor of the New Park Street Chapel, which became the Metropolitan Tab Tabernacle pastored by Charles Spurgeon. So he is of, of the uh, 17th, middle 1700s, and uh, he was the pastor 
at New Park Street Chapel. And uh, he's got some commentary on Psalm 98, verse number one. He breaks it down in three different sections. And uh, normally I don't read a uh, commentary to you, but tonight we're going to be studying the Bible. I'm going to read a little bit of this commentary to help you ponder what the Lord has done for you when this passage reminds us, he says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Why should I sing unto the Lord? He says, For he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. Uh, there's a a famous commentary on the Bible called the, the Targum. Uh, it's a paraphrase or interpretation of the writings of Moses and the Psalms written in the first around the first century. It calls this psalm a prophecy or a prophetic psalm. Indeed, it is, for it res it, it uh, respects time to come even the to the gospel dispensation. Another Bible commentator, Ibn Ezra, he's one of the most distinguished Bible commentators and philosophers of the Middle Ages, says perhaps this psalm is concerning the coming of the Redeemer. A doubt need not be made of it. It certainly is. Um, Abin Dana, a later writer among the Jews, this is all part of the commentary, you know. I didn't look up all these old guys. They're in here. And uh, uh, Abendana, a later writer among the Jews, says of the, of the latter part of the psalm that it figuratively expresses the greatness of the joy that shall be in the days of the Messiah. A psalm of David concerning the redemption of his people out of Egypt when they conquered and triumphed. And that's what's at the beginning of the psalm. But it, yet it more rightly adds, uh, but spiritually a prophecy concerning the coming of Christ and the calling of the Gentiles unto the faith. So we can rejoice in this psalm because it's really talking about the marvelous works of the Lord and how he allowed us to come to the Savior. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, the first part of the passage. An excellent one unto the Lord. Uh, sing an excellent song unto the Lord Christ on account of the great work of redemption and salvation wrought out by him because of the new and living way um, opened by him because of the new dispensation of the gospel which takes place through him and for the reasons next mentioned in Psalm 96.1. Psalm 96.1 says, O sing unto the Lord a new song. Uh, sing unto the Lord all the earth. And so he hath done marvelous things. So we sing unto the Lord a new song. Why? Because he's provided us with salvation. He has done marvelous things by assuming the human nature in that he being God became man one of the marvelous things that he did, took the flesh of a virgin, even pure and uncorrupted, a clean thing out of an unclean, which he took into personal union with himself, and that for the sake of sinful creatures, a most marvelous affair that which calls for a new song from men, as it had been from the angels. In this nature he taught wonderful doctrines at which the heavens were astonished, wondering from whence he had his wisdom, and in it, he did many marvelous works which filled them with amazement above measure. And especially in it, he performed the amazing and surprising work of man's redemption. One of the marvelous things that he hath done. An instance of the marvelous loving kindness and astonishing wisdom of God performed in a manner quite stupendous through Christ being made under the law, both the precept and penalty of it, through his being made sin and a curse for men, even for the ungodly sinners and enemies, 
a redemption which is of the souls of men from sin, Satan and the law, a complete and plenteous one which includes and secures all the blessings of grace and glory, justification, pardon, adoption, and eternal life. Those are all part of the marvelous works that we're rejoicing over. Not only are we singing a new song because of our salvation, but we're singing a wonderful song because he has done marvelous things. All of these things done for us, uh, to which may be added the resurrection of himself from the dead, his ascension to heaven, the effusion of the extraordinary gifts of the Spirit on the apostles, the wonderful success of the gospel in the Gentile world, the support of his interest against all the powers on earth, the destruction of the man of sin, the calling of the Jews, and the bringing in the fullness of the Gentiles in the latter days. All of this are marvelous events uh, require a new song of praise, another reason of which follows. His right hand hath gotten his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. So we have a lot to be praising the Lord for, our salvation. All that he did is marvelous works. And now, uh, because his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory over sin, Satan, and the world, death and hell, in which he's made his people sharers, yea, more than conquerors, and therefore may well sing the new triumphant song to him. Uh, the words may be rendered, hath brought salvation to him, as in Isaiah 59, 6, 10, to him personally, he raising himself from the dead as a triumphant conqueror, uh, to him mystically his body, the church, to whom he is the author of salvation, or to him that is to his father in obedience to whose will he wrought out salvation for his people and for the honor of his name and for the glorifying of his perfections. This was done by him alone, by his right hand of power, by the mighty arm of strength, and which no mere creature could ever have performed. And this he did in a way of holiness. His holy arm did it in a way that maintains and secures the glory of divine holiness and justice. And he did that for you. And he did that for me. We should be singing a new song. Uh, a new song. For he hath done marvelous things. His right hand hath gotten him the victory. He's gotten us the victory as well. And so as believers, we need to start singing and praising God while we're here, while we have an opportunity to uh, dwell and to dig into the word of God and realize what he's done for us. You know, um, if you look real quick in Revelation 19, you'll see that you will be praising God one day. When you get to heaven, you're going to be um, redeeming your reservation in heaven and uh, this is what one thing you will be doing in, in uh, the heaven in Revelation 19 and verse uh, 5 through 8. It shows, gives us a picture of what's going on in heaven. This is just before, um, I guess you could say this is at the, the, the wedding uh, feast of the Lamb. And uh, he is saying here in verse number 5, And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. That's you. <laughs> this is into the future. This is a, 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 a report on what's going to happen in heaven one day when you are, this is part of your voice is going to be raised up in heaven. This great multitude and a voice and the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thunderings saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God Im, Im, uh, omnipotent reigneth. 
Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints, which Jesus has given to the saints, that he has exchanged our uncleanness for his righteousness. Amen. So here, we're going to be singing, we're going to be praising, Alleluia to our God, who omnipotent, he reigneth forever and ever. But in the meantime, we need to be praising him now. Look with me in Psalm 33. Uh, this is another psalm of praise that reminds us that praise is comely. Uh, the idea that praise is good, praise is appropriate, praise is appreciated by the Lord. He likes us to be praising him. Psalm 33, uh, starting in verse number one, he is saying, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Who is the righteous? The righteous are believers. The righteous are those that have accepted Jesus as their Savior, and Jesus has given us his righteousness. And when he looks at us, we are absolutely righteous in his sight. We are justified, just as if we'd never sinned because of what Jesus has done for us. We should be rejoicing in the Lord, O ye righteous, ye believers, for praise is comely, it's appropriate, it's right, it's something that God likes. Uh, praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. He's describing the things that God has done, how powerful he is, how wonderful he is. And this verse number nine, for he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Uh, God is a God of great power. And he wants us as believers to realize that we have Christ's righteousness to our account. We have been forgiven of our sin. And we especially should be rejoicing in the Lord because he is so powerful. Another psalm, real quick, Psalm 147, uh, reminds us that praise is comely. It's appropriate. It's a wonderful thing to do. Um, it is marvelous in God's sight. And so Psalm 147, starting in verse number one, an encouragement to praise the Lord. He says in verse number one, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord doth built up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel, he healeth the broken in heart. Now he's describing all the things why we should be praising the Lord because we should be singing it because it's pleasant and praise is comely. He has gathered together the outcasts. He has healed the broken heart and binded up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds and prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. And he giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. 
He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that keep that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord. So singing praises to the Lord is good because he's so wonderful, because he has done so many wonderful things for us. And uh, uh, there are so many psalms that remind us that as a believer, we should be praising the Lord. And I've got a, um, a few more psalms that we're going to look at to help us to see some things that we specifically can be praising the Lord for. So turn with me to Psalm 92. Um, I think we could uh, just read all the psalms and uh, be blessed tonight. But these are specific psalms that help us to see some things that we concretely can say. I'm going to praise the Lord for this. And I can turn to this psalm and be reminded of what I should be praising him for. Um, we should be praising him for Psalm 92, 1 through 5. Uh, we praise him for his loving kindness and his faithfulness. The song that Caitlin sang, the faithfulness of God. He is so good. Um, when uh, an older believer like me looks back on his life and sees how God has supplied over and over and over and over how faithful he is. Um, I remember many times in the military after I got saved how that uh, it was... Uh, 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 we, we liked it in the military because we didn't have to worry about um, whether we, we were in the Lord's will. In fact, many times uh, when we got orders to move, we took that as, well, the Lord is moving us. And uh, when we got to the new assignment, we'd say, this is where the Lord wants us. And uh, he has been faithful to supply. We have all kinds of stories about how that when we... Um, uh, when my wife came with my kids to Germany, we uh, have all kinds of stories about how the Lord provided apartments, provided automobiles, provided this and that and everything, and uh, how he is so faithful. And Psalm 92 reminds us of that. He says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto the name, unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp, with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hand, O Lord. How great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. God wants you to remember his loving kindness and his faithfulness. Psalm 95, another psalm that reminds us uh, that we need to uh, look to the Lord and realize that he is so good. He, This psalm encourages us to soften your heart to the Lord. Keep a soft, sensitive heart to the Lord, uh, your great God who saved you and made, his, uh, made you his prized possession. Here in Psalm 95, verses 1 through 11, um, it says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, 
Harden not your heart, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with that generation and said, It's a people that do err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. And so here the psalm is reminding us, Hey, keep a, a, a sensitive heart to the Lord. Be willing to listen to the Lord. Why? Because it tells us in verse number seven that we're the people of his pasture. You know that in the old days, in those days when they looked out on their fields and saw their sheep in the field, they'd look and they'd say, look at all my sheep. I'm a rich man. They're my prized possessions. They are wonderful. They're, they're a, a, a signet or a, um, a badge that shows that I'm a rich man. And here the Lord is uh, saying that we are the people of his pasture. We're the sheep of his, of his hand. Uh, and he believes, he looks at us as something very precious. And because of that, we should have a desire to please him and have a tender heart towards him. Not to be like those that were tempted in the wilderness who rebelled against God and wanted to go their own way. God says, hey, keep a tender heart. Uh, thank the Lord for what he's done because he's made you one of his, uh, the people of his pasture and uh, a sheep of his hand today if you'll hear his voice. Just listen. That's a decision you have to make every day. Uh, Psalm 96, praise the Lord for your salvation. Psalm 96, 1 through 4, sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth, sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised, he is to be feared above all gods. Why are we praising him in this song? Because he saved you, because his salvation is great, he's shown forth his salvation from day to day. He is so faithful. He is so wonderful. Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5, uh, a psalm that we can glory in our God and serve him because we are the people of, of uh, his people that are grateful for him making, uh, taking care of us. Psalm 100, real quick, and I'm almost done. And I'm going to get you guys to participate here in just a minute. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Again, we're his sheep. Uh, uh, we are his people. Uh, verse number four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Uh, give thanks for the working of him working in your life uh, that he has uh, done some wonderful works in your life. Another Psalm 107 in verse five, verse number um, 15, verse number 21, verse 31 all those verses say the same thing about our God in Psalm 107. He says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We should be praising the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men, to us, that he has done for us. He is so good to us. And so I want us to sing Psalm 98, 1 through 3. Psalm 98. Go to Psalm 98 and... Uh, I think I've tried to teach you this one before, but I'll try to teach it to you again. Uh, I'll sing it to you, and then you'll sing it to me. And uh, 
It's a psalm that uh, you, when you learn it, you will be singing it throughout the day. You know that that's the reason I think that the Lord has the psalms for us to be uh, reminded of how good our God is. Uh, there are so many different psalms that you can memorize and put to music and uh, uh, throughout the day you can sing those psalms. This is one of them. Um, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Here, well, let me try. If I get my wife will straighten me out if I get the tune wrong. So uh, uh, let me see here. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for He hath done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm hath gotten Him the victory. The Lord hath made known His salvation. His righteousness hath He openly showed in the sight of the heathen. O sing unto the Lord a new song. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Uh, why don't you come up here, Patricia, and sing it with me. See, she's, she's more in tune to the tune than I am. And... Uh, she knows it very well. And uh, we sing a lot of these psalms together. So let's go. Oh, sing a new song. For he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed. In the sight of the heathen, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Now it's your turn. Here we go. Uh, you sing verse 1 and verse 2. At the end of verse 2, you repeat the first line of verse number 1. Uh, you repeat, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, and then you go to verse number three. So you'll catch on once you sing it a time or two. So let's start off with verse number one. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Good job. All right. I'll, I'll make you sing it again someday. But uh, there are so many of those psalms in there that uh, remind us to praise the Lord, to sing unto the Lord, especially that new song. What's the new song? The new song is the fact that he has given us salvation through Jesus Christ. The Gentiles have been able to be saved. I praise the Lord that uh, not that the Jews didn't accept Jesus, but that Jesus offered himself for us and we can accept him as our Savior. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Help us, Lord, as we go throughout the week, <clears throat> as we read your psalms, that uh, in our hearts we would sing this new song. 
and rejoice over our salvation, what you've done for us, because we could not save ourselves. We needed you to do the work to sacrifice yourself. We thank you for that, Lord. Help us to rejoice and sing praises to your name as we leave here and endeavor to serve you with all of our heart and soul and mind, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.